couple of firecrackers over here. Thank you so much for calling in, Martin Privy. Martin, listen, hey, uh, I, I've been circling back around on the on the Surface laptop, and I think I got a little bit starstruck. And by starstruck, I mean pretty device struck. <laughs> it's a pretty looking device, man. I'm a sucker for a pretty and a small laptop. And I remember how excited everyone was for the MacBook Air when it got announced and how silly I thought it was. Well, what are you gonna do carrying that thing around? You can't get anything done on that. And look, at the end of the day, I think you're absolutely right though. At the $100 price point, I don't know how I managed to glaze over that. A hundred bucks, four gigs is just not enough RAM in 2017. You're absolutely right. You can get devices with eight gigs of RAM built in. There are other things that you should definitely consider when it comes to buying a laptop in that price range. But if you're gonna buy a laptop that costs $1,000, I implore you, go a few hundred dollars higher, you'll be much happier. It'll last you quite a bit longer. You want more RAM, you want, a, a, this thing isn't just uh, a, a disposable device you, you've gotta get in order to be able to work, no. You want a good, reliable computer. So if, you, if you're gonna be spending that much money, then then spend some serious money. Otherwise, spend like 400, 500 bucks on a glorified tablet with, a, with an actual keyboard if you're just trying to get some email and stuff done. But if you're trying to spend that much money on a real thing that you need to work, I, I would go, I'd go a little bit more. Now, what I do think is exciting is the, the notion that eventually they might try and put out a surface light because they've got this new microsoft os which I, I don't quite care for because the whole only from the store thing they're trying to ios eyes it i don't that's not what i'm stoked on what i'm stoked on is that they might actually get good at, a, at an actual tablet form factor because the microsoft book isn't a horrible device it just really needs some serious iteration and it doesn't seem like it's getting the tlc that it needs but if they can get that figured out and then do like a really small form factor uh, maybe we can see an actual tablet for actual work purposes, not not a toy like a big big iPhone screen on an iPad. I'm talking a real actual work tablet because it doesn't look like Android is going to be solving that problem for us anytime soon. Now, as it pertains to the other topic from Pridfi, however, the OnePlus 5... Whew, I'm not sure how to feel about that. That's throwing some shade there, my man. So the OnePlus 2, yes, you're right. It's a, I mean, it is an old device. Uh, so I think that's probably my main takeaway with it. Yes, the Nexus 5X, Nexus, the Nexus 5X is still gonna get updated to O, but that's a Nexus device, my man. You know what you're getting into with that. As far as OnePlus's pedigree, look, they're not a small company. They're not, they're owned by Oppo. Let's dispel this notion that, that OnePlus doesn't know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They're a small company trying to, to run as a startup, and that's good. I applaud them for that. I think Carl Pei has been, has been doing some good work, and they've been learning some lessons along the way. I'm willing to give them one more shot with the OnePlus 5. The OnePlus 3T, in my mind, redeemed them quite a bit after the debacle in my mind that was the OnePlus 2. I think the OnePlus 2 was a terrible device, did not care for it, the OnePlus X didn't go over well either. OnePlus 3 was a return to form, OnePlus 3T is like, whew, that's a great device right there. If you put out one more like that and call it a OnePlus 5, we might be in business, but you're absolutely right, Pitvi. I wanna be able to see some more consistent software updates from the OnePlus team, but it does seem like they've doubled down on that lately. 
Hey, listen, y'all, I gotta thank you all so, 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 so much. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening to the channel. Thank you so much for hitting that call-in button. Thank you so much for hitting that favorite button. It makes a giant difference. Bash that applause button right now. Let's all hear that applause. Thank you all so, so much for listening to the station. Ah, warms my heart to hear the call-ins and all that fun stuff. Got some good stuff planned for you for this week. Be sure you keep an eye on Twitter over at Mark B. Uh, keep an eye on, uh, you know, all the socials, but Twitter is the main one. Probably be doing some announcements this week. And, of course, keep an eye on that YouTube channel. New videos coming. We've been trying to get things set up, so it looks like we might finally be ready. Thank you all again. I love you. Go home now. The show's over. Hey, Mark. It's Prithvi here. Um, no, the, the OnePlus, uh, the OnePlus 5, yeah, the OnePlus 5 will not be my next phone. Um, when I bought the Nexus 5X, it's actually one of my first big smartphone, big smartphone purchases I made. And I love the 5X, especially because of software updates. However, the hardware was compared to the Moto X Pure and the OnePlus 2 that year. It didn't matter because software, I was getting updates and I was getting uh, the support that I needed from Google directly. As OnePlus is relatively a small company, I don't think they can update it and they've proven it with the OnePlus 2. The OnePlus 2 has not got that many updates. I don't even think it's been updated to Nougat while many other phones have been updated. And yeah, it's like a very old phone. But when my Nexus 5X is going to get a Android O update for sure, it's kind of disappointing. So that's why it's not going to be my new phone because software is very important to me. Hi, so connect with this topic. I'd like to say that I feel that at the $999 price point, the MacBook Air is still the better machine than the Surface Laptop, um, mainly because it features 8 gigs versus 4 gigs of RAM, and in 2017, 4 gigs of RAM just isn't good enough for this price category, and also the Air still has this fully fledged rating system which is completely optimized to use the hardware and the surface laptop comes with windows s which is basically a chrome OS competitor or a clone and if you want to update windows 10 then the performance and the great battery life advertised will probably degrade so yeah thanks My man Jeremy Rowe hitting me back. Um, this is such a weird topic. I, I here's here's a the part of this is great that you called it. So this this lines up pretty nicely. I I did not realize that the Hulu live TV subscription also includes the on-demand subscription. So I'm already paying eleven dollars a month for Hulu. The, the Mac Daddy subscription to Hulu now is $40 a month. So that's a difference of, of, of $29. So that's a different story, I think. I mean, I believe Google TV uh, is the same price as Hulu TV is. If I'm mistaken about that, it's gotta be $30. It can't be any more or any, any less than $30. Uh, so at that price point, uh, I'm a, like only just a smidge more likely. So it's $35 a month for, for YouTube TV. And it gets you a lot of networks for sure. And it gets you cloud DVR 
It gets you six accounts for that amount of money. Uh, and it looks like the experience is better because I prefer, you know, Google powered stuff as you all do, I'm sure as well. Um, you can also get Showtime and some Fox Soccer on YouTube. But Hulu is 40 bucks a month and I'm already paying 11. So I, I don't know. That to me seems like a sweet enough deal that I'm at least going to try it. I, I, I feel far more likely to try it. I already have my account set up with them. And I would, I would be curious to give this a go. And believe it or not, the thing that's really pulling me in is <laughs> the Food Network. <laughs> so, I mean, let's be honest with each other. It's the Food Network. I would love to be able to watch the Food Network live again. Talk about a sleep aid. I love falling asleep to the Food Network. And access to Cartoon Network for Adult Swim purposes is a really big deal for me, I think. And having this kind of, of content backlog, I think, will go a long way towards helping a lot of us who have experienced this Netflix effect phenomenon uh, to finally be able to come back to a place where we have some sort of a hopper as as our content has become like decentralized away from from quote unquote normal mass media watching TV mostly uh, we, we, we haven't really wound up with the place where all of our viewing content goes to live Plex is probably the closest we've gotten so far. And if you remember Boxy back in the day, Boxy tried to do a lot of this too as this transition started to occur, but a lot of these companies were well before their time. Uh, we, we, we don't have one home right now for everything we watch. And I wonder if, uh, if Plex is something that will be able to do that powered by like a Hulu backend or something like this, or if maybe eventually Hulu winds up doing this for a lot of folks. I don't know that this is ever the direction I will move in fully, but I am curious to give it a try and see if I really do miss it at all. I have that HD antenna that I've mentioned before, and it still does see some use for major events like the Super Bowl and, and uh, televised debates and things that are important to catch locally. But beyond that, not a whole lot else. I will tell you what though, from a purely design-oriented perspective, Hulu has been stepping up their game. They have been making refinements to their brand for the last few months, and this new Hulu Live branding is just top-notch. Uh, the, the, just the subtle change in the shade of green in the Hulu logo is fantastic if if everything in the hulu under the hulu umbrella umbrella moves in this direction hells yeah hells yeah man this is gorgeous uh the the back end and the actual chrome of the ui itself hasn't really changed for the most part but if that's the direction they're going in like okay it does bother me a little bit that this seems like just like another giant conglomo corp taking control of media again but at least it's one step away, one step removed from the position that we were in. Boy, I completely agree with your comments on this. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all these TV services that keep releasing and they're basically trying to go, come on over here, come to the internet, pay us the same money you were paying over on cable for fewer channels uh, to get the same thing. There are 
just too many places where I can get the content that I want to see uh, that I don't have to go through this hassle. And I would absolutely, um, I would absolutely subscribe to a good subscription service. I subscribe to Amazon. I subscribe to Netflix. I subscribe to Hulu. Um, but there's yet to be another solution that's come across uh, that I want to subscribe to that tries to become my cable provider. Uh, I haven't had cable in years. Um, what what I think one of the places I think they're really missing this is trying to be live TV. They just need to do on demand and be done with it. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Heard you talking about the uh, Samsung, the new one. And I was just wondering, what are your thoughts on the um, fingerprint scanner being on the back there? I think it's like right near the camera, kind of, uh, you know, mid-mass there where the Samsung normally puts it. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a really weird place. I don't know why, because I don't, uh, why it's there, because I don't really pay that much attention to all those details. But uh, just want to know your thoughts on that. Oh, well, hello there, my lovelies. How nice to hear all of your voices. If you want to call into the show, you can do so by hitting that call-in button. We're constantly taking call-ins, whether you've got questions about technology, uh, what your grandma watches on her TV, how we used to type on cell phones when we only had nine key, well, ten if you include the zero. Uh, but that was the space bar at the time. That's, that's where we come from. <laughs> Uh, we're taking Collins basically constantly. So a couple of Collins here pertaining to the S8. Thank you again so much, folks. Uh, and Joshua Owens uh, over here talking about the S8 and comparing it to the Pixel. I have to I have to agree with you on some level at the very least, especially having reviewed a, uh, an S8. Uh, really quickly, we can address life with Drew. That fingerprint scanner on the back, I hate it. It's the worst. I mean, it's just really incredibly, incredibly, like remarkably poor placement for that fingerprint scanner. It's not at all where my finger normally lands. It's incredibly slow, by the way. I don't know if anybody else has had this problem, but mine has been incredibly slow and rarely registers my finger on the first try. Uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I miss the front-facing fingerprint scanner on the S7, although on the back is the correct placement. It just really needs to be underneath the camera, especially when you consider that there's also a heart rate sensor on the other side, and I've been trying to take my heart rate a little bit more frequently. Now onto the main topic at hand here, Joshua. Yes, the comparison to the Pixel, again, fair. It's completely fair, um, and, I, and I tend to agree with you. I think this is a little bit of a bummer to see such great hardware, cool hardware, with once again, software being what ultimately holds it back at the end of the day. Yes, the features are here. Yes, they're cool. Yes, you've got bells, you've got whistles, you name it. Uh, if, if, if a phone can do it in 2017, this phone can do it. But the iris scanner is kind of lost on me. It works, it works great, but I wear glasses, so that's kind of out. If I wanna use that, then I have to just deal with unlocking my phone more slowly, and I'm not trying to sign up for that. I'll, I'll say one thing about this phone. The screen is absolutely astounding, and I, and I think that we knew that going in. Samsung is gonna kill it on the screen department no matter what they're gonna do. But when it comes to day-to-day, I find myself desperately missing the Pixel's camera. The Pixel just gets the shots every time. Like I said in my Pixel review, it splits the difference between the S7 from last year and the Nexus 6P's camera. The 6P's camera, great camera. 
but you could not expect to get the shot with it consistently. The S7, good camera, consistently gets the shot, but because of the post-processing and, and its focus on getting the shot, it's not always gonna be the best shot. The Pixel's camera still is the king for me. I was surprised to see how close the OnePlus 5 or excuse me, the OnePlus 3T. Ooh, we're gonna talk about the OnePlus 5 though. The OnePlus 3T uh, came to it in an MKBHD's photo comparison. Uh, I was really surprised to see those results. Those, I was flipping between the two the entire time. But in terms of the S8, yeah, I, I tend to agree, man. I will say the other main point here on the S8 between this and the Pixel, holy bejesus, this thing feels futuristic. Uh, it feels like a beautiful, smooth stone like a like a luxury gem i'm holding uh, it doesn't feel quite so fragile as that but it definitely does feel fragile especially since it lacks the weightiness of last year's s7 the s7 had this like heft to it that this just doesn't have it's it's got a little bit it's a little bit lighter it's i sort of ex you know we all should expect phones to be moving in this direction but uh this feels a lot more like a, a slab of screen and that's what they were going for here. And I think that they positively knocked it out of the park as far as that goes. Feeling futuristic, the hardware, uh, it's just fantastic. But like we said, the hardware's kind of lost a little bit on this software that is, at the end of the day, still in its own way. When all we really want is a Galaxy S8 running stock Android. Do you need me to say that one more time for you a little bit more slowly? A Samsung Galaxy S8 running stock android i feel the s8 is pretty much a wasted piece of hardware too much potential uh with so many gimmicks there's so much more samsung could have actually did with it i'm still loving my pixel and i got it when it first came out no problems and i use it with a lot of apps i got 417 apps on the phone as of right now still no problem since day one Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, androids, robots, aliens, anybody else who might be listening. Hi, how are you? My name is Mark and welcome to a very extra special, extra light night, extra sultry edition of the Burst Mode. Listen, I've been having such a fabulous time here on Anchor with all of y'all and uh, the, the rundown has kept me so busy. I haven't been able to devote as much attention to my channel or my station here on Anchor as I'd really like to. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to the rundown, please do. Uh, it gets smarter the more you listen to it. It's uh, something I've really enjoyed working on. Polishing my voice work uh, and working with the Anchor team has just been absolutely phenomenal. They've been such great human beings in general. Uh, and I, uh, I, I want to be able to do more fun stuff like this, what you're listening to right now. And uh, hopefully as, as things start to really settle in, uh, I have a few projects that I'm working on here in Chicago uh, and things pertaining to the YouTube channel, to some streaming stuff that uh, we should be able to lock down this week at some point. Uh, so my, my time is, is, is spread rather thin, but when I can, I want to be able to do really extra fun, extra special, extra long weekend episodes like this. And one of those, 
one of the things that uh, that's going to be a big staple part of, of this is this the Collins. Uh, I'm constantly asking you guys for Collins, and uh, there's there's a lot of times where there's either a Collin that makes sense, but there were already a lot of good ones, or sometimes I don't see it right away. Sometimes the notification doesn't come through uh, when I I receive the call-in and I don't actually see it until the next person calls in and then I see a call-in sitting there and it makes me a, a giant sad panda. So this can kind of be a, a repository for all of those extra call-ins, all those other call-ins. I've got a ton of them here yet, things that were uh, sort of sort of a full-on mailbag Q&A long sesh, long segment so to speak. And I think this is going to be a really, really fun one. Before we get into those call-ins, though, I wanted to talk to you really quickly about Prey. I played the demo on PS4. Whoa. Oh, very fun. Very interesting. I really like the ambiance. Uh, I did not expect <laughs> just about anything. I sort of halfway knew what, uh, what, what the premise was, is mostly just because of the the screenshots leading up to it and the you know the, the the marketing so i was super confused when i sat down and was greeted with you know this big bright beautiful world uh it obviously comes together really rather quickly but uh it's got that bethesda charm you know it's got it's got that 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 fallout polish look feel it's uh it's got a good it's got a really good, solid backbone. But again, that's kind of to be expected when you're talking about Bethesda. I really enjoy the bits of chrome, the the sound effects, like the world building here is really, really cool. And I uh, I get these vibes of, of Portal. Uh, it's It's got a much darker tone, uh, but it definitely has that, you know, aperture science test laboratory feel. Uh, but it, I'm excited to see where it winds up. It, it feels like the Bethesda formula, the Bethesda engines, the Bethesda, you know, the, if you like Fallout, if you like Skyrim, that's how it feels. Turning around, the, the, the camera movements, the fluidity, uh, it feels very much like a Bethesda game, for sure. Uh, hopefully it's, it's, it's unique enough in and of itself uh, that, that it sets itself apart and doesn't just feel like another skin on the, Bethes on the Bethesda formula. Uh, that perk tree looks really nice. The, like I said, the chrome, the look, the feel is all there. Uh, the combat does feel strong. It does, it does do quite a bit of work to make you feel uh, somewhat helpless. Maybe not helpless, but like you've got some real work to do. Speaking of real work to do, why do you say we get into these call-ins here, huh? 